Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Ephraimites and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reinbold, and this is the House of Ephraim show today. We do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time, that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois out what we call lovingly the corn patch, and you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God. And I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprofit.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material, not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service. And we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Decker. I hope you came ready. God's going to do something here this evening. Something that some of you will never forget. Hopefully all of you will receive from what God's about to do. Some kind of a God, brothers and sisters. Nothing like him there never has been, nor will there ever be. He is the Alpha and the Omega. And he is something else. You, you ever go outside at night and ever look up the stars, see the moon? What kind of God is this that could do something like that? What kind, what kind of a God are we serving that could place all those stars where they're at? Don't try to figure him out. We're not capable. But he is so gracious and so merciful that he gave to us all the promises. He gave to us the covenant. Just, just said, hey, if you'll do this, I'll do that. Yet we can't even seem as humans to get that out. You know what that is? Some of us in the church world think that we have figured him out. You will never figure him out. If he wanted figured out, he'd come right down here and straighten out and let us figure it out. No. But in the last days, we'll understand the mysteries. Brothers and sisters, this is some kind of ride that we're starting on. There's going to be things revealed that no generation has ever seen nor understood. We're the recipients of that. You know, if I can just give you that tonight, if you can just take that home with you after tomorrow and understand we are most fortunate. How we got chose, I have no idea. But we're here, aren't we? Amen. We're here. Amen. All we have to do is comply to his teachings. Well, you know, I know most of you that come look so much forward. And if you don't have a fellowship close to you, and some of you don't, it gets lonely, doesn't it? Sure it does. But because of the blog radio and the and the whatever they call that thing on the Internet. Y'all, thank you, the Ustream. That's cute. Now, there's been many requests since I was on Brother Todd's Ustream for the prophet to be on Ustream. Now, the odds of that happening are below zero. I like sitting in my desk chair all lean back with my feet up on the desk. Huh? Yeah. And besides that, I don't want to have to get purdied up every time I'm going to do that. All right. Gussied up is what I call for Donna. Okay. I don't want to get gussied up. Oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. But, but the request did come in. 
will you now be on Ustream all the time? Well, you know there's a conspiracy to take over, don't you? Not. Huh? I'll name no names. Huh? No, I'll name no Now, this is a joke, okay? There's no conspiracy. But I sure do like to tease them about it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, by having the Ustream, by having uh, the thing, you can, but the opportunity to come here, to hug each other's necks, to sit and talk with each other, this is family. And, and folks, I, I know, I know most of you, may, hopefully all of you, are making arrangements to get yourself up to Sukkot this year. We're going to have a week of I'm talking about absolutely. There will be no softball game, though. Oh, I know. But, well, you saw what the Canucks did, right? <laughs> 99 to 0, we, we took them. Were you interceding? And I was, well, I'm never will tell. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we are going to have the wrestling match again this year. Yes. Yeah, we just somehow the scheduling didn't work out right. And this year, we're going to plan the scheduling where, you know, we can get it done. And uh, we will. And, of course, there's the rest of it is, you know, it's all there. It's all in place. I I'll minister. I don't know what. Three nights, four nights, whatever it is, and that way you all have something to do in the evenings, including me, okay? And uh, it's, it's a great time. It's a great time for everybody to, to fellowship with each other, get to know each other better, because we are family. We are family. Huh? Don't know all the words to that. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe, maybe we'll, before the wrestle match... I'll sing We Are Family, and you all can join in with me, all right? Because I've got a little holy, holy, oh, no, no, no. Ah, well, I mean, I'm saving that. Okay, I'm saving it. You, you, you never know. Holy Ghost come on a man, you don't know where he can go to dancing. You know, David did, did he? Whoops, not like David, though. We're not going to do that like David. <laughs> but make arrangements to come see us. And be with us. If you can't come for the whole week, that, that's fine. But, uh, you know, come as you can. We're going to have a great time. And, and uh, you know, it's hard to tell them what we're going to get into. I know. I guess we had the chili cook-off last year. I don't remember. We did. Hallelujah. Did I win? I don't know how to do chili very well at all. Uh, the only thing I know is how to do is peanut butter and jelly. That's what we'll do. We're going to have a peanut butter and jelly bake-off, okay? The, and since the prophet's in it, we will let everybody vote, okay? And if you don't vote for the prophet, guess what? You're out of here. No, we're going to have a great time. We're going to have, we've, we've had some great, you know, that's one where we were first called Ephraimites. was right there in Cassopolis a number of years ago. Mike, do you remember how many? Probably at least five, six years. Yeah. Well, yeah. we were first called Ephraimites right there in Cassopolis. Isn't that neat? Wasn't very many of us. And I'm going to tell you what, we're filling the cramp. Oh, that's a big campground. I don't know if we ever fill it up. But we're making our presence known in the camp area that we're in to have to expand where we've been at. So anyway, make plans. And, and, and bless God, 
the announcements which will will get made. But uh, you know, before the brothers have uh, Marvin and, and Mike and I don't know who all uh, was pulling the trailers all the way wherever it was and hooking them up and going back. Uh, we're not going to be doing that again because it's like everything, folks. If things have to change because we get too many people involved. But I'm going to tell you something. Savor what we have now. I'm going to tell you, folks, there's going to come a time where you're going to feel like you hardly know anybody. We're all here. We all fit in the room. And you've got to love it. One day we'll outgrow it. One day we'll have to build on this thing. We've talked about it. In time we will. But just remember that that bus God enjoy enjoy uh, some of you some of you were here when the prophet set out there ate out there was able to go around and talk to you know when there's only 30 people you in a weekend you can get all around to all of them and some of them twice how many of you were here way back then okay okay now that was great but you know what I told you you better savor it because one day it was going to have to change. Sure enough, we had a meeting, and I'm not sure where we got up to 75, 80 people. And some people went away saying, well, we didn't get to talk to the prophet, and, well, he didn't like us as well as he liked them. So I said, that's it. It's over. And so that's it. It's over. Same thing with this. Savor what we have here. It's so great that you know people's first names and bless God what where they're from and what's going on. That's wonderful, folks. The bigger we get, the harder it's going to be to keep that together. Somebody say amen. Okay, turn to Ephesians 1.21. We are going to continue. One twenty-one of Ephesians. It says, For above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Wow. For above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, the name of Yeshua. Now, let me tell you something. God is some kind of God. I, I, this Ephesians 2.9, turn there. I like this so much, and I, I probably, it's hard telling how many years and years and years from the very beginning, I would meditate this and how powerful it was to me then and still is today. It says in two nine of Philippians, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, Yeshua, given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of, of Yeshua, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Yeshua is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Every knee shall bow. What through that name? Now, when you take that and you begin to, to put that into intercessory prayer, then you have to realize that the power and the authority both okay we talked about how that as we having the authority as Christians and the power being the Holy Ghost but 
the fact with his name that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he's Lord, then what I do through intercession is real, real simple. And many times I say, Satan, you have to bow your knee. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess him to be Lord. You bow, you confess in the name of Yeshua, as I have bound him up beforehand. As we talked about in the last session. Grab onto that because that's very strong. You want, to, you want to always remember that he has to bow. Say, he, he has, has to bow. And that he is Satan. See, Satan, you know, in the scriptures it says the day will come when uh, you'll look upon, you know, Satan, and you'll say, that, that's what caused all that trouble? That? So that, meaning Satan, must not be much. You know, the reason it seems that he's biggest this room, Satan, is because we have made him as big as this room. When you grasp on to the fact that you have control over him and he doesn't have control over you, why? Because you have the authority and the power. The Lord God gave us that, put him under our feet, all right? And I've told you from the very beginning, your problem isn't Satan, your problem is you. You get you straightened out, and the rest of this stuff will fall in line. And I can remember in the, with the Pentecostals, it was always, well, I've had a bad week. Satan, Satan was after me here, and Satan was, we glorified Satan more than we did the, uh, the Lord. That's what we talked about, you know. And when you started coming around me, you heard me begin to say, you know, we never, we never glorify the Father. It's always the Son. And yet the Son said, I'm not worthy. My Father is the one. He's to be glorified. He's to be praised. If you go to church, you don't ever hear the Father in the name of the Son after that. Well, it's just those things, those things that have happened to us, had not it? Okay, let's go on. Now... Let me see where I'm going. Okay. Um, let's go to Hebrews 10.19. Hebrews 10.19. Hallelujah. 10.19. Under the Hebrew, 10.19. Sounds like a bingo, doesn't it? <laughs> Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holies by the blood of Yeshua, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us, now, notice again, we're being told that we can go into the holiest by the blood of Yeshua with boldness through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Say, he, he who has promised, promised is faithful. And I'm going to tell you something. He will deliver what he has told us he will deliver. Now, I want to turn over to now, if you will, uh, Hebrews 9.22. Where was I at before? He, okay, Hebrews 10. Now, I said, I'll get you there easy. Well... 
And it says, And according to the law, almost all things are purged with blood, and without shedding of blood there is no remission of sin. Well, we know that. I'm sure you do. Think about that. And then again, as we talked earlier, along came the Lord Yeshua. And he did what? Once and for all, once and for all, once and for all. Now, for the ones of you who are new here, this you might want to hang on to your chair with both hands here for a minute. But I think it was last two caught that I that I that I said that we will once we go back to Israel. The temple's been uh, uh, reconstructed, and it will be, folks. Uh, this stuff, the church, this game, they no, it's going to be rebuilt. So get over it. Uh, we will return to sacrifice. Now, listen, now, before you get it up in the hand, run out the door. Uh, uh, no, not, 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 not for sin. There were many sacrifices that were done. I didn't go over all that bad. It didn't go over all that bad as who got last year. But you know, we'll teach you. I'll teach you when we get get to the place. You'll be you'll be all right. Take it, take it, take a deep breath. It, 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 it'll be okay. Now. When we know that we know that we know that we know that we have the authority, we have the power, every knee is going to bend, including Satan's, or bow, one saint, then what do you suppose the problem really is? It's you. It's me. It, 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 you know, it's sort of like this, folks. If you bought a gun and you never put any bullets in the chamber and shot it, you would know that it would shoot. Okay? Just because you have a gun doesn't mean you can shoot it. You have to buy the bullets. You have to put the bullets in the gun. You gotta cock the gun or do whatever you gotta do and then you pull the trigger. Then it shoots. With the Lord, you have to understand you are saved, born again, one and the same, filled with the Holy Ghost, hopefully. And then, bless God, you understand that that won't work unless you do what? Unless you load the gun. How do you load the gun? Speak the word. Become that which the Lord God has caused us to be. Understand that there's nothing or nobody that can hold you back from the things of God besides you. For he is what? He's faithful. Just what we just read. He is faithful. Let's go on. Now, in... 2 Corinthians 6.3. Turn there with me. 6.3 in 2 Corinthians. Giving no offense in anything, that the ministry be not blamed, but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God. In all things. Now you need to underline all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God. In much what? Patience. In afflictions, in necessities, in distress, in stripes, imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, and in fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true. As unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastised and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Well, that's that's quite, that's that, that, that's quite a thing, isn't it? Well, what it, what it says it says in much patience. In much patience. 
In other words, folks, I'm going to tell you something. Another place, Paul made the statement, I have learned in whatever state I'm in to be satisfied. Okay? I heard a preacher one time, which I time I used that piece of scripture. He says, now I'm in the state of, in this case, Illinois. Okay? Whatever state that you're in, get that? Come on, little. Yeah. But you have to learn to understand that. No matter whether you're up or you're down, you're in or you're out, you're rich or you're poor, you keep on hanging on and you hold on to that hope knowing it's not always going to be that way. Now, once Satan comes and is able to bring you to the place of believing that you're always going to be, let's use the word broke. Poverty is a spirit. Okay? Just heard this morning when I got up before I took my shower, one out of every seven Americans are now on food stamps. One out of every seven Americans are now on food stamps. Not a good deal, folks. Now, let me tell you what happens. Oh, Satan comes, sits on their shoulder. Hmm? You'll never get out of this. You better just hang on to this food stamp thing as long as you can. Yeah, yeah, could be. And before long, they don't even look for a job anymore. And that's what's wrong with a lot of what's going on in the United States right now. The, 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 you know, there again, the 8.2 unemployment rate, that's not even close. That's only the people they know that's looking for work. It's not talking about the thousands upon thousands. In fact, they're saying that it, that thing could be as high as 14% unemployment. And I've even heard some talk about it being higher than that. There's no way. But it becomes a spirit. It becomes a spirit. And what does that spirit want to do? It wants to steal from you. It wants to kill you. It wants to, uh, uh, bless God, destroy you. And as long as you can be convinced that you can never have a job, and there's another little part here that that you not be as lazy as you are and really want a job. See, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I come from a generation that, that believes that if you want to work, you can work. I'm sorry, okay? Well, I mean, I've got this degree and such. Well, you may not, you know, you may be holding out for a, a you know, for, bless God, a CEO job or something like that. But let me tell you something. If you have a family and you're hungry and you've got to go flip hamburgers at McDonald's, you best get to McDonald's. You hear what I'm telling you? Be holding out. Who you think's having you to hold out? Hidden God, you know. Well, he gets blamed for a lot of things, doesn't he? Okay, let's make this thing happen. Now, I gotta turn the page. Now, in Acts fourteen twenty three, if you'd be so kind, and when they had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed and fasted, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. So, you know, there, there again, everything's done with what? Prayer and fasting, prayer and fasting, prayer and fasting. Wow. Turn with me to Jeremiah 29, 13. 29, 13, book of Jeremiah. You know what? It's really neat. As we look at, and by the way, these, these saints that are put into the book, the Holy Scriptures, are put there for examples for us to follow. 
Now, they did good at times, and they did bad at times. But this God we serve is always consistent all the time, isn't he? All the time he's consistent. 29.13 says this, And ye shall seek me and find me, when you shall search with me with all your heart. Of course, you know, we've read these things over and over again, but you, you see, you have to seek him, okay, in order to find him. But you've got to do it with all your heart. What does that mean? Not once a month. Not once ever once in a while when things aren't going well at the hacienda. No. You got, it's all the time. 14, and I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you. That's talking about Ephraim. Saith the Lord, and I will bring you again unto the place whence I cause you to be carried away captive. Hallelujah. And that is Israel. That does talk about us, right? Now, in 1 John 5, if you will, in the 14th verse, Turn there. First John five fourteen. But if you seek me, you'll find me. Well, you know, again, most people, when it comes to that, they don't know how to seek God. They, they, they just don't know how to seek Him. You fast. You pray. You pass. Fast. You pray. I'll get a minute. You passed? No, you fast. Okay? That's the way you do it. I can remember times uh, years ago when I made my mind up that I was going to fast and pray till something happened one way or the other. Okay? Just made my mind up. It didn't make me any difference how long it took, and it didn't, and it took a long time. And I decided that I was going to intercede, and I was going to break down partitions of darkness and so I started. And you want something? I thought I lost more days than I thought I won. But it says, and I kept quoting to the Lord, I am seeking you, I will be found of you. Lord, that is your word. Remember when we went through this thing earlier, whether it was this morning, this afternoon? You have to remind him, don't you? Father, your word says, if I seek you, I will be found of you. Father, I am seeking you. Now, this is after I bound up the powers of darkness and loosed the power of the Rahakadish on the situation. What well, must have happened the next day? No, I'm sorry. It happened probably almost 40 days of fasting. But it happened. The yoke was broken, the victory was given. Why? Because I wouldn't give up. Some of you people pray a prayer, and when it doesn't happen, you're done. It's over. Some of you do not have the old bulldog tenacity. That's where the bulldog, you know, he, the reason they bred bulldogs is to wrestle or fight bears. And once that bulldog latched on with those jaws onto that bear, that, 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 that bear couldn't get rid of that bulldog. Okay? And that's what you and I have to have as Christians. We have to latch on to this thing. And I'm going to tell you something. Come hell or high water, not turn loose of it. Just do not turn loose of it. Hallelujah.
We win. Say, we win. Now, in 1 John 5.14, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. Boy, I love the way that's put. The confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything, say anything, according to His will, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, He hears us. Oh, boy. Has to be according to His will. Now, you know, and this is a fair question you could ask. Well, what is the will of God? Listen, everything that is written within His Word is His will. The problem is the church doesn't even know what all is written within His Word. The church doesn't understand that. But He says, He says, okay, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Now, what do you suppose He doesn't hear? Well, we talked about a little bit of that this morning. He doesn't hear all the wham, 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 whams. He doesn't hear, I want to win the lottery today so I can build your kingdom tomorrow, Lord. Oh, I hope none of you have ever prayed that one. But there are those that do. He doesn't hear that kind of nonsense. As I said, he also cannot, you know, I've had people question very dearly the thing I say about the fact that God does not use filth, meaning sin. And I never, I don't ever remember, or at least with you, ever going into this statement about that. Do you realize that he had to turn himself away from his holy son when the sin of the world came upon him? Do you realize that? He does not, cannot, never will tolerate sin. That's the that's reason, you know, there are some things that I say over and over again, and probably too many times for you, get the sin out of your life, okay? And if we know that He hears us whatever we ask, again, according to His will, we know that we have what we have asked of Him, all right? So we know through this that God does do what? God does answer prayers. He does answer prayers. Now, if you will turn over into Matthew 6, 7, and, and this is a place here where lots of us get in trouble, okay? But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much praying. It's not quantity, it's quality. Okay? I, I can remember, and I know I've, I told this when we were into prayer before, we come up with this big idea in this little Pentecostal church that I was attending. We want to have an all-night prayer meeting just like they did in the book of Acts, where the power of God would sweep in. Maybe even the glory cloud would show up. And I'm telling you, the, <laughs> yeah, we got permission and couldn't wait for everybody to clear out of the church on Sunday night. Before that thing was over, people were asleep snoring. You could hear them all over that church sanctuary. It wasn't a very big sanctuary, about half this size. We started out, oh, we was a ball of fire. I'm telling you, hallelujah, praise God. We were shouting. Some was out in the aisles of dancing. Holy Ghost two-step, of course. But all of a sudden, you know why it ended? 
we had said everything we knew to say. Went back over everything four or five different times that we had already said. You know what the problem was? We couldn't pray in an unknown tongue. We're in a pinnacle. And that struck me and struck me so strongly. I thought, wow, we can't. And I heard him say, could you not have prayed with me one hour? Huh? No, we didn't. We didn't make an hour. What we did was make fools out of ourselves. We couldn't break down the barriers. Nobody, nobody took authority over that prayer meeting and said, all right, now let's start out by tearing down the, the barriers of darkness, binding up the powers of darkness, loosen the power of the Holy Ghost, the name of Yeshua. Nobody did that. So we lost. The devil applauded. We never tried it again. It was embarrassing. Oh, yeah. It was embarrassing. Now, in Jude 20, jump over there. This, this is interesting here. Jude 20. It says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, understand something. He's talking about building up yourselves. Evidently, we need to be building up ourselves in the most high faith. Okay? Through what? Through praying in the Holy Ghost. That's exactly what he's saying, isn't he? By praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, in Luke 21.36, you'll turn there. 21.36 of Luke. Oh, I love it. It says, Pray ye therefore, and pray always, that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. Now, the importance of this is, and it has been for every generation, but more so maybe for this generation for the fact of what's coming. Okay? So we're taught, said that we are to watch, we're to pray always, not just every once in a while, not just when you have a problem, and there again, that is what happens, that we may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass. Folks, the key is intercession. The key is to understand. It has to be something that we do every day. Say every day. It has to be that way, brothers and sisters. It can't be part-time. You know, for years I have been able to understand this statement. Many of you that are even here in this room don't know who I really am. You really don't know. You really don't know. And the problem with that is that because you really don't know who I am, you really can't trust me the way you're going to have to trust me. Things are going to get tough, brothers and sisters. In fact, things are going to get downright terrible. It's at the door. Look around. Turn on the TV. There is only one way out of this, and that one way out of this is for you and I to come together and seek the face of God through intercession. If you really knew who I am, we would probably be further along than we are. The reason you can't know who I am, you really don't know who he is. 
If you know who he is, you know who I am. You know, I used to go to the, Don and I go in all these cities around North America, and, and, and quite a few of them. I'd look around and I'd say, all these people that pray, intercede, and say that they know God and hear God, where are they at? People kind of look around, look at each other. I said, where are they at? I said, Elijah has come. Eliyahu in Hebrew. He has come, just as the Scriptures have promised. And all of these, how many people? In some cases, some of those cities may have a million or two million people. Where are they at? They pray. They know God, so they say. And here is the last day prophet, and they know not. They don't know who I am. Most of them don't care, and that's fine. But the fact is, brothers and sisters, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it is by my Spirit, saith the Lord. You're going to have to know by the Spirit of God. The only way that you can know by the Spirit of God is seek God by the Spirit or through the Spirit. Then you will be doing what? Then you will be moving toward the things of God. Yeah, I, you know. <laughs> First Thessalonians uh, five seventeen. I probably you probably know that. You don't even have to turn there. It says, "Pray without ceasing." Pray without ceasing. Romans twelve twelve says this: rejoicing in hope, patience, and tribulation, continuing. Instant in prayer. So when you're going through tribulation, you are continuing instant in prayer. Instead of yelling, help, help, you're supposed to be praying. Okay? Instead of help, help, you're supposed to be praying. Let's go on. Now, of course, when the disciples came to the Lord and asked him to teach them to pray, okay, there's two renditions of this, and I don't know which one I'm going to use. I guess we'll, just, we'll use the one in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. And he said, After this manner, therefore pray ye our Father which is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. See, these are keys. Number one, he is what? A holy God. Number two, that thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in earth as it in heaven. In other words, that, what's going on in heaven to be going on here with us. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Wow. Wow and wow. You have to realize how simple it all really is. It's so simple that this key, when they said, teach us how to pray. Now, there are some denominations that that's all they ever pray. In other words, they pray this, but they don't know how, you know, of course they don't know how to pray. Most people don't know how to pray, period. Most people never spend any time praying. I remember when my grandmother, bless her heart, 
Before she passed on, and I'm all of about 20 years old, I went by her house one morning, and she says, boy, she said, I'm telling you, I am just wore out. I said, well, 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 well. I said, grandmother, what, what happened? She said, well, she said, I was up praying. I said, well, who were you praying for? Well, she said, I was praying for everybody in the family. I said, well, Grandma, couldn't you just say, bless them all, roll over and go to sleep? <laughs> oh, Tommy, you can't do that. Each one of you have spatial needs. And I'm going, spatial needs? She was right. My grandmother was in the called intercessor. My uncle, her son, not the oldest, the next the oldest, was in the basement of a house installing a hot water heater that was propane. And there was a propane leak, and he smoked cigarettes. And uh, instead of going outside, which he was trained to properly do, he lit it up in the basement. The basement lit up. And everything on his body was burnt with the soles of his feet. So I'm all of at that point about eight years old. And they take him to the hospital, the emergency room, of course. And so I'm at home. I'm, 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 my mom went. My dad stayed there with us, my brother and my sister and myself. But my mother called on the phone, and she told my dad that they did not think that her brother, my uncle, would live to see daylight. And now at this point in time, it's probably 7, 8 o'clock at night. And so my dad decided he should go up there, so he hauled us up there and put us in the weigh room. And so when... My mother came out, I remember saying, I'm somewhere around eight, eight years old. And I, I said to my, my mother, I said, well, well, well where's uh, grandmother? And she said, oh, she's home. Now, my grandfather was there. I said, oh, she's home praying. I thought, you know what, eight years old, that well, I guess, that, where's she at? So what happens is this. My uncle lived through the night. My uncle lived day number one, day number two, day number three. My grandmother never came out of the bedroom, never got off of her face before God for three days and three nights. She walked out of the bedroom and she said, my uncle's name, her son, named Paul, Paul will live. I remember she was a little goofy acting. After three days and three nights in the spirit, you'd be a little goofy acting. In fact, my little sister, if I'm eight, she's like five. She said, Grandma's plumb nuts. <laughs> but she was able to intercede. She was able to stand between life and death. And she latched on to his spirit and wouldn't turn loose. Folks... That's intercession. Well, maybe that's the reason you are such an intercessor. Could be. But finding out that my grandmother, later on at the time, was telling the story about everybody has special needs. 
I laughed at that. I thought, <laughs> no, come on, Grandma. Just bless them all and go to bed. That's under my breath, of course. I wouldn't have told Granny that straight to her face. She would have beat me with the old washcloth hanging on the side of the, you know, the, the I guess I ought to say sink. She always had one there. Today, yes. Where your grandmother went to church, did they uh, teach things like? Mm -mm. No, no, she went to EUB, Evangelical, Evangelical United Brethren Church. Oh, she told us stories of men coming in and preaching and talking in other tongues when she was young. She didn't know, but she knew how to pray. And she prayed every day, several times a day. But folks, the, the key is to be able to reach out. Grab on when there's an emergency such as that. That spirit of that person and not turn loose come hell or high water. She said, boy, this is deep. I told you it was going to get deep. I warned you even, right? That's the key. Hallelujah. That was the key. To understand that you can make a difference. You can defy what things look to be. You can speak to those things as though they be not. These are all promises. These are all things that brothers and sisters tie themselves together with everything else that we've been taught in such a shallow, shallow way. Let's go further. Now, he says in James 5.16, all right, it says here, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another that ye may be healed. So you are to pray one for another that ye may be healed. See, there again is where intercession works. You need to be healed. There needs to be people praying for you. Well, it doesn't say anything about praying for yourself. Well, listen, you can, you can pray one time that you be healed by the stripes of Yeshua, okay, that he bore upon the tree. But after that, if you pray again about that, you are doing what? You're praying in doubt and unbelief. That's sin. And you're not going to be healed. I, I, I can tell so many stories about people that have come, been right here. The bless God that God out and out healed them. And them lose that healing. Because they couldn't seem to control this. I've seen them come in. I can't remember that one woman, how many times she got in the line. The last time I turned around and said, God, I know you're not going to heal this woman. I just don't know what I'm supposed to say to her. And he said, lay hands on her. Let her be healed. What kind of God is this? A very special one, okay? A very special God. He said, you tell her one time, this time. Did and... She didn't live much longer than that. Down the road a few years, uh, she uh, again, with her mouth, lost her healing and went on. But we are to what? We are to confess your faults one to another 
Have you ever sat with, down with anybody? You know what we usually do? We usually sit down and start trying to spiritualize one with another. Well, yeah, I'm, uh, well, you're going to look around because the two big boys could be sitting next to you and you not know it, okay? Well, the Lord spoke to me last night. And, but do you ever heard, has there been anybody say, you know, uh, I, I, I need to confess my sins here to you. Sounds like you're going to a Catholic priest or something. No, no. Has anybody done that this weekend? Don't anybody jump up and down here. But see, we are commanded, we are commanded to confess our sins one to another. Instead of getting around each other and trying to do what? Trying to get each other to think how spiritual and scriptural and holy and whatever it is we are, we are to confess our sins. Is there anybody in this room that is sinless? No. Paul said, I sin daily. So when's the last time that you said to somebody, hey, let me tell you about this sin that I have that I'd ask you to intercede for. Folks, that's what's got to happen, but you've got to get honest with yourselves. And that's where this thing gets very, very difficult because most people just do not want to get to this side. I mean, for Pete's sakes, start talking about some of the sins in your life. I can come down through the aisle and help you a little bit, get started. Say, please, prophet. Better try that again. Please, prophet. Please, prophet. Uh-huh. Please understand, my brothers and sisters. You've got to come to that. If you're taking notes, you're going to need to write that down. I'm going to have to come to the place that I will confess my sins one to another. And when that person would come to you and confess their sins, then you need to confess your sin back. Just that simple, okay? You need to turn and then say, why? Because let me tell you something. That's called a broken and a contrite spirit when people are that way. That deserves a response. The response from you is, yes, I love you and I will be praying for you. But before you go, let me give you something to pray about, my dear brother or my dear sister, whatever the case is. Because this is a sin that I need somebody interceding for. Do you think you could do that? Some of you are saying yes, and some of your spirits are saying, get out of here. I got some things going on in my life that ain't nobody going to know but God. And until I get to heaven, I don't want them exposed to nobody. Well, that's fine. But this is where you're going to have to come. You're going to have to come to the place. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to come to the place. Let's go to... Oh, no, I'm sorry, you need to read the rest of it. That you may be healed, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth not a much. Well, it being effectual, fervent prayer, I'm going to tell you those are people that are praying. I'm telling you they are praying with everything that they can pray with, okay? But it availeth much. But it doesn't avail anything unless they're confessing their faults one to another. Now, 
Let's go to Luke 22:42. Now, this is really, really interesting uh, scripture because within this, all right, we got Christ. He understands that he's coming to the end, all right, and he's saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will but thine be done. I've often read that and often thought I'd have never got to the nevertheless part. I'd have been the first part, remove this cup from me. And most of us would not have put the second part in, okay? Matthew sixteen nineteen, please. It says, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whosoever thou shalt bind, or whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And, and, and probably I quoted that before. To understand, to understand that brothers and sisters, we have the keys to the kingdom. And I, I, I know for myself, and I know in my walk with the Lord, and I'm not even talking about yours, is how sad at times it must have been to the Lord with me. Oh, please, Jesus, do this and do that. And you know, today I can hear the Lord saying, I did it all. It's already done. Just do what? Learn it correctly and believe it correctly. Right teaching, right believing. Wrong teaching, no believing. And that's the way it always works. It always has. It always will. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And, of course, you know that James 4, 7, which I think we have read, was submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You have to do what? Submit yourself to God first. That means... Get the sin out of your life and live the word. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. You first have to trust in the Lord in all, in all thine heart. You, gotta, you can't lean into your understanding. It's got to be the word of God. And see, folks, that again, that's, that's what monkeys all this up, isn't it? Yep, it monkeys it all up. Now... If we can, I want to do Psalms 32.8. Psalms 32.8. It says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. So you see, the Lord God is going to teach us. He is going to guide us. Why? Because he's God. Because, again, if you and I can get this down, if we can learn to participate in intercession, like I said, you'll move heaven and earth. Now, it's going to take some time, and I, I don't want anybody to think that this thing is going to be done overnight, because it is. Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois, Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. 
So, again, you can also get more. All the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com, and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember.